all. <laughs> In that case, welcome to the Painted Bright Quarterly Slush Pile. This is a podcast that we dreamed up. We're actually getting closer to four years now. Imagine. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, four? On a New Year's Eve, yeah, uh, three years ago, but it'll be four years this year, so yeah. We, uh, Marion and I came up with this idea and uh, what this idea is that we would read submissions on air and have an editorial meeting um, as a show. And um, I guess if we have been here this long, it's going well. (laughs) 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 At least we dig it and we hope our loyal listeners, our slushies enjoy it as well. Um, so, uh, I'm Kathleen Volkmiller and I'm here in the sound studio at Trixel University and, um, with me in the studio is Addison Davis. Hello, Addison Davis. How's everybody? Addison Davis, you have the sexiest voice. What? Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, we Addison, just, you're supposed to tell us about you, not ask us about us. Well, <laughs> that's how introductions work. I'm going to tell you one thing about Addison that he won't tell you. He's um, he's appearing tonight as a returning rock star, as a prodigal son, as something. They're having an alumni panel at which Addison is going to show off about all his successes as an English major. And all of my successes. Aww business world and consulting and I'm going to have a lot to say. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. That's happening tonight to convince people to uh, give up their engineering degrees and switch to English majors. (laughs) Yeah, that's happening tonight. So, um, the, the most recent study shows that English majors catch up, that if you major in the humanities, um, while people who major in STEM have very high incomes right out of the gate, those incomes are flat. Whereas like if you major in the humanities, your income just keeps climbing. And then about like 10 years out, you're all the same. And then people who major in STEM, their skills have shorter and shorter half-lives. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of like, I think it's only like, like, like a very high percentage of STEM majors, like get STEM jobs right out of the gate. But if you look like 10 years out, a much lower percentage of them are actually still in STEM. And like the English majors and the humanities people are still like going strong and being like, we're adaptable. Yeah. Oh, oh. Or we'll do anything. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually my uh, grinder profile. <laughs> Well, and you know what? You know what? I have to. I have to. I have to say this because I just heard this yesterday. I can't believe that uh, Jason started spouting out that ada, data of uh, success and all that. And your information is so useful, and mine is so totally useless, but pretty hysterical. Um, a recent study discovered that if you took part <laughs> in a nativity play as a child, and you played either Joseph or Mary, you do far, far better than your peer group. Jesus. <laughs> so did you play? Exactly. What does that say about me? Well, well, I, I don't know, but Mary. People, Wait, what? You played Mary Magdalene in a nativity play? No, it's not. She doesn't show up. She's not there when that happens. We were stations across that led into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. You'll have to see if there is anything. But um, Wait, Kathy, I, who did you play? Nobody. I, I, <laughs> I didn't go to Catholic school or I, I was. No, 
nothing. I, I myself might have been a magi. Just I have a vague <laughs> recollection. Of, I was. A- I was the <laughs> I was a reindeer in a different kind of Christmas and, a, and oh, I was a reindeer secular <laughs> we were reindeer but anyway yeah wait I gotta say this part of it as well <laughs> Mary's do better than Joseph's but oh, Mary Joseph do best than any other characters and wait 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 one more thing donkeys do better than sheep <laughs> <laughs> the end I heard I heard it on um wait wait on, wait wait don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you heard it too. I heard it too. There you go. So it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's clearly true. <laughs> Neither one of us remember who conducted the study or anything like that, but we just know uh, it's just, I mean, how many people are in nativity plays? Like is is this is this really like a useful sample size? Oh, I'm sure. Years and years. If you ask the STEM people, they would be able to tell. I mean, not just Catholic (laughs) STEM people. (laughs) Like every church doesn't, even if they don't have a school attached because the kids go to those CCD programs and all that stuff. I would think think that that would be easy to find out how many, but I'm sure it's a boatload of of people that do that. I'm sure. Millions of scarred kids across the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm still not over Samantha playing Mary Magdalene. I want. I want to know much, much more about this. Did you wipe I off Jesus' face? Dark hair. I think it was because I had long dark hair, and all the other girls were like very blonde and very blue eyed. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, she looks like a temptress. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Well, actually, that is who I picture. I picture Mary Magdalene with long dark hair, Samantha's yeah. Cool hair. Yeah. I do. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> my my typecasting is that I played Eugene in Greece. Oh! And not only did I play Eugene in Greece, but I was so perfectly typecast that um, at a drama festival in our county, someone actually won a bet uh, because, like, he had bet that his Eugene was like more typecast than their Eugene, and so I was I actually like it was like this is Jason, and then money actually exchanged hands. He was like, you win. <laughs> Here's $10. Well, well, Jason, we're, everybody's using everybody's names, but just do a quick intro on who you are. And oh. let's, let's roll, roll around the circle. Hi, I'm Jason Schneiderman. Um, I am an associate professor at the Borough of Manhattan Community College. And I think this is the first podcast we've done since I got tenure. What? Oh, congratulations. So, congratulations is an order. And I am coming to you from Brooklyn, um, where I am sitting on a very comfortable mid-century modern chair, but using a very rickety snack tray for my computer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> lean in, but don't lean in. Right. <laughs> Hi, lean Mary. in, but don't lean on. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> Sam? Yes. Hi. hi. My name is Samantha Nukabauer. I'm an instructor here at NYU Abu Dhabi, and I'm originally from Philadelphia. Yeah, you are. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, you are. And Sam is calling in from her apartment tonight on Ream Island, right, Sam? Yes, exactly. Is that I really an island, that. or is it like an island of sand? It is a real island, oh. and it actually is surrounded by a lot of the um, remaining mangroves that are in, in Abu Dhabi. And it used to be covered with um, desert foxes. And 
I've lived here for five years. And even in within those five years, I've like seen the population dwindle as the buildings have risen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love wow. man- mangrove um, forests are beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Mm, a little spooky. I like it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we all strive for that. Gorgeous and yeah. a little spooky. That's how you play Mary Magdalene. <laughs> 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 Hi, Mary. Oh what were things downtown? Uh, so I'm downtown, but I feel like I'm one island away from Samantha. And at some point, <laughs> I want um, Sam and I to practice sort of like flicking our apartment lights on and off <laughs> at each other, like in some kind of Morse code, because I bet we could see each other from afar. Um, maybe that's how we should vote on the podcast. <laughs> 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 we should, we should oh, have a user God. listener contest for the most elaborate way that we could vote. Like, what's the most <laughs> ridiculously complicated right? version of voting we could so put in Sam, place? If you flick your lights off twice, that's a yes. <laughs> and one no. Okay. <laughs> Um, This is Marion. I'm here in Abu Dhabi and um, I direct the writing program for NYU. And um, although tenure's never been on the table for the writing program faculty, hear me now. I swear that writing programs and composition are the future of the funk for the liberal arts, right? So if we're talking about folks majoring in the humanities scoring long-term careers that pay them well enough until they retire. You know, I, I think the work that we do in, in getting uh, people to pay attention to good writing and to do good writing themselves might actually save the fucking world. So how's that? Tenure damn. I'm, I'm clapping. <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm slow clapping in an Aaron Sorkin kind of way right now. Nice, right? So, Jason, that said, congratulations on the tenure, man. I'm so proud of you. That's so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) But but I was going to say that I I think you're right, that despite what you may have heard on the Twitters, um, long-form writing is what will save the world. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. And the work that we do, just like teaching people to pay attention might, yeah. might, might save civilization. So that and the, you know, Rosetta Stone, we're good. All right. So who else is out there in the universe? Joe. That, well, Joe, Joe's a man in the, man in the boards. Oh. Man in the boards and blowing the horns. Yep. Yep. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got, he's got, this guy's got three screens and this board that makes me have Ajita just looking at it, but uh, (laughs) he's somehow controlling all of it. Um, But so, yeah, speaking of the work we do, let's get to the work. What do you think? Let's get to the work. Woohoo, woohoo. All right, all right. I feel, Mary, and now you've got to take over. All right, so we have three poems tonight by a poet named... Vasiliki Katsaru, um, at least I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Katsaru looks like a, that sounds my, right. my, attempt, my attempt at a beautiful pronunciation. Um, so we have three poems. The first is called The Future Arrives as a Redhead. Um, and Kathy, that's gotta be either you or me, right? And I, I volunteer you. Ah, all right, all right, all right. All right, here we go. All right. All right. The future arrives as a redhead. They talk of mothers-in-law, 
but not of outlawed daughters. Her sun and her moon is our sun. Her cool paleness reflected in an eye that looks like mine follows her curves along the shoreline. Her hair like copper coils from beneath a straw hat. A Maisie or Daisy, a woman of stem for whom we stem talk of servers. Thumbprint thumbprint keys on an ancient island. Now we are all code changers. The future arrives as a redhead. Green green love lays a glove on us. We no longer count in threes. A quaver sounds and the future all sharps and flats. Nice. Thanks, KVM. Great, yeah. You know, I don't think any of us quite knew that our talk of STEM and the humanities was actually yeah, pointing yeah. at words in this poem. Right. I love how psychic we are. Am I, I saying STEM? I know. That's so funny. We're all, we're all prescient. I mean, but, you know, we did, right. I don't know, glance at, I, I, you know, I know that I read these. Yeah. Yeah, right. Remember, somewhere in my subconscious, maybe. I don't it was know. not. It was not a direct um, reference. No. But I love. I I love um, from beneath a straw hat, a Maisie or Daisy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, also, there's an ancient island, and we just talked about it, the ancient island of. We did talk about our islands. Yeah. We did talk about our islands. Anyway, now we are all code changers. The future arrives as a redhead, green, green love lays a glove on us. <laughs> So it changed for me. I, it's hard when you're the one that's reading, but I felt like I was getting this description and, and following along, but then I don't know what happened at a woman of STEM for whom we STEM talk of servers. I, I, I got, and then it switched to the we. Are you guys able to start to try to explicate this for me? So I'm, I'm going in from what I love and there are kind of three islands of what I adore. So I love, they talk of mother's law, mother's in law, but not of outlaw daughters, like that kind of like switch of in-law and outlaw. Love it. Mm -hmm. love, love it. it. Right. That's really, really gorgeous and beautiful. I love the hair and copper coils, the Maisie or Daisy. Love it. Totally there. Future arrives as a redhead, green, green love lays a glove on us. Like, Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't get how they're fitting together. No. That's exactly where I flipped. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Maybe yeah. a woman of STEM. What's going on? For whom we STEM talk. I mean, are they in a restaurant? Oh, oh you thought of that mm. kind of server? Yeah, I did. Uh -huh. That might be more. Because, like, I was thinking, like, this, it felt like a big family dinner, right? They're talking about mothers-in-law, but not outlaw daughters. Oh, my goodness. And they're like, I, I thought, I, the, 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 the narrative I had is that they're meeting someone they're meeting someone who's going to marry into the family that's mm. that's um let's look at it that way because i thought of servers as the internet well i mean it makes sense with the women of stem but like that was like i but i don't know i feel like i'm projecting that i feel like i'm sort of making something like i feel like there's a little more but but that was how i kind of read it this is like a restaurant with um but i mean thumbprint keys ancient island code changers <laughs> I was going I the science route. Yeah, like I was thinking about like how our DNA is changed by our daughters-in-laws 
And like, Mm. I was thinking like code changers, like messing with the DNA, um, thumbprints as being like something that's unique and like brought to us like, you know, via our genes and our parents. Um, I wasn't thinking this was taking place anywhere. I was thinking this was like hopping around time and space. Um, And I, but that doesn't mean that I understand who the we is. All right. I'm loving this poem, right? So they talk of mothers-in-law, right? Like, you know, everybody bitches and complains about their mother-in-law, but nobody really talks about how like daughters-in-law show up, right? And as Sam says, like fuddle with the DNA. So the second stanza, her son and her moon. So this outlaw potential daughter, the daughter-in-law is her son and moon is our son. So the hour must be the the parents of the son, right? So her cool paleness, the daughter-in-law, is reflected in an eye that looks like mine. So the speaker must be like mother, let's say, right? Or grandmother. The son, and they, or grandmother, but they look, she sees herself reflected in this daughter-in-law, potential daughter-in-law, follows her curves along the shoreline. And now I'm thinking, who is that? Wallace Stevens, right? The Florida yeah. shoreline, right? Oh, the um, idea of order at Key West? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right, her yeah. idea, her hair like copper coils from beneath the straw hat, a mazier daisy. Right, a woman of STEM, so she must be like in the sciences, for whom we stem or stop talking of. And Jason, I'm with you of servers, like the at the restaurant, let's say, right. But then servers also plays off of the sort of digital platform there, right? Server thumb thumbprint keys, mm-hmm. right, on an ancient island. Now we're all code changers. This goes back to Sam, right? Like we're all sort of like inventing family through DNA, right? The future arrives as a redhead. Green, green love lays a glove on us, right? The force that shoots through that creates life. We no longer count in threes, father, mother, son, right? A quaver sounds and the future all sharps and flats. Like bam, there goes the future because of this incoming redhead. Holy shit, that's a good poem. <laughs> Thank you for that tour through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did, but I wouldn't have gotten it without. But it's like it's like it's like a little decoder rig. Yes, like in terms yes. of sort of like the yeah, Addison. Wow. Agreed. <laughs> you guys should see his face. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I like all the play with words, mothers-in-law, outlaw daughters, and I, I really like how the title plays into like the whole, we're going into the future throughout Mm -hmm. the, throughout the second half, more or less. I also think there's like could possibly be an overread, but like a Gattaca feel going on to this, like oh, yeah. this idea that like maybe um, there's an outsider that isn't the daughter-in-law messing with it, like this outdoll daughter, or something is this this other person, this other character, gloved kind of makes me think of doctors too, like playing a part in like creating our codes in our DNA. Um, I think it's that's kind of interesting in this way that like uh, the hairs like copper coils before now it's a redhead. I don't know like how much is this nature versus like kind of artificial or forced, um, you know, creation of the next generation too. Mm. 
because there's something very natural about the first part that feels like part of the natural world. And then it, it does get a little like spacey to me a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Oh, that's the cat. That's yeah, not my sorry. cat. Sam's that's cat. cat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what do you should say? we vote? Or do we, do we want to say like more? It's voting time, and we have two more by this author. So, yeah. I think so. All right. All right. One, two, three. Vote. With thrown thumbs in the studio, it's in. Ah. All right. Great. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Go, go, go. That's great. Well done, Vasiliki. Well done, Vasiliki, for sure. Um, so we have another two poems more um, by this poet. Um, and I can't wait to hear the discussion of the next one. It's called Wedding Key West. Um, does anybody feel like they want to jump in and read a poem? I'll go for it. Thank you, Addison. <laughs> Wedding, Key West. A stitch in throat saves time. Infernal cough speaks through me at the bride and groom. On sand they stand to create a sand souvenir from this empty glass vessel. Sunset drips from the lips of the bride as, they, as the prey is plucked from the air between her palms. In the gulf beyond, the photographer's camera, a capsized sailboat, but no one's looking. The key light bedazzles and defeats us all. Mouth tightly shut, clench in the solar plexus. Thanks, Addison. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the thing that I, I really admire about this poem is the description of stifling a cough, right? The sort of embodied crisis of being at, at a ceremony, a ritual, and all you have to do is cough and the more you try to hold it, the worse it gets. So that to me feels like the occasion. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> now what about the capsized sailboat that no one <laughs> notices because everybody's so- I have, I, and it's funny, like I just taught um, Auden's Musée de Beaux-Arts yesterday, right? Um, which is, you know, everybody goes on with their doggy ways, right? Like ignoring the, the catastrophe of the, ball, the boy falling from the sky. And, you know, that's the coincidence of my having just read Auden, but a capsized sailboat and no one's looking feels almost like a direct reference to, or direct allusion to that poem, Right. Um, when the focus is is also on the stifled cough, right? Well, and it also, I mean, also, I mean, as, as we were mentioning earlier, right? Like it, it feels like um, a reference to the idea of order at Key West, right? Completely. Um, wedding, comma, Key West. And what, what is a wedding but ordering the world through people? Mm-hmm. 
the the sound play didn't work for me quite as well in this one. Like on sand, they stand to create a sand souvenir. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wanted a different word than sand. Like like the repetition of sand sort of seemed like a little less satisfying than sort of the rhymes mm-hmm. or the accidents. Uh, you know what? That's my least favorite part too, because then I'm taken to those th- those sand art projects. Is what pops. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I, I totally see that little sand art project and I think, no, and I don't want to. <laughs> I'd rather stay at the wedding because mm-hmm. I, I like that ending so much. The key light bedazzles and defeats us all. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. shut, clench in the solar plexus. We go back to the cough. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. description of stifling a cough, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, I love that ending so much. But on sand, they stand. Yeah. And I even wondered, like, I, it really distracted me. I went to a wedding where the people built a sand sculpture in front of you. <laughs> I know, guys, let's not, we can't talk too much because people listen. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, like, they each had sand and they poured it into a communal vessel. Oh, my sand and your sand. I, I don't, I, you know, it was. All right, we have to stop. Yeah, that's too identifiable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get it. We get in trouble. We, we can tell, we can tell the Google stories later, but yeah. You know I just thought of right now, it was in Central Park and you know how usually people light a light because uh, it's the part where I get very upset when uh, the bride and the groom each have their own candle and then they light the communal candle. I always think, don't blow out your own candle and they blow out their own candles. I would mm-hmm. like to see them keep their candle burning as that communal one grows. Aww, that, that, is, that is better philosophy. symbolism. Yeah. That's such a good it seems healthier. It seems far healthier than blowing out your own candle. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they like each had sand and poured it into a thing. And I just realized right now, maybe maybe they said, let's not go for candles in case it's windy. Oh, it yeah. And maybe that's the same case here. I don't know. So anyway, it, look how distracted we are. Right. Um well, look at the look at the stands right after that. Sunset drips from the lips of the bride, right? Like that one is that like pushed me out a little bit um, on the sound play. And then I don't actually understand as they as the prey is plucked from the air between her palms. What is that? I didn't understand that. I don't understand that one either. Okay. Well, and the at made me feel like there's something like very Instagrammy about it that like. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to be kind of getting something about the way that this is being captured and performed. Oh um, yeah, but I was sort of missing. Like, I didn't get why the capsized sailboat. Like, that seems like very picturesque. Like, mm. like don't you want that? Like, that's like the instrument, right? You go there because you want the picture of the, you want the sort of ruin in the background. Right. Well, okay. So infernal cough speaks through me at the bride and groom. There's something I found very, very funny about that. Cause it's sort of like the opening of, I don't know, what is it? The, you know, the Odyssey or the, the Iliad, like speak in me, O oh muse. Right? Now like, I'm ready to sing. Right. Now I'm ready you know, to tell of how, no, that's, that's, so that's Ovid. Now I'm ready to tell how one thing becomes another. Um, that, no, I'm actually thinking like, I am thinking. The is now as of the arms and arms in the man I sing. Yeah, right. And one of them is, but there, and maybe it's the Odyssey. One of them is like, speak, speak through me, O oh muse. Opening. 
blah, 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 right? So, you know, how's that for a direct reference to anything? But what's funny, this feels like epic and then goofy. (laughs) I also think the at sign is interesting because of the first um, line, which is saves time, which like I think of as that at symbol, but in the poem, it's, it's, um, it's, it's functionality is a mystery to me just because I don't think we stick on that theme, uh, maybe, or maybe we do. Um, but it, it, for me, that feels someone's like very Instagram. And then we open up to this like bigger image of this capsized sailboat. And I, I don't know how those two things connect. Hmm. Well, we do have one more as well. Maybe we should, and it's, uh, we're, we're, I don't know, we're probably been recording for about 30 minutes. You want to get rolling? Want to vote? All right. Are we, sure. are we voting? Sure. Are we oh, I found, I found the, um, the Odyssey line. Um, it's singing me, right? to me. It's- of the man muse, the man of twists and turns, driven time and again off course. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. That's totally right. <laughs> pretty good. But I think speaking me muse, blah, 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 might be closer <laughs> to the original Greek. <laughs> the only things I like about this are what relate to the cough. The stitching yeah. that saves time yeah. is a great line. And infernal cough speaks through me as though it's like speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Absolutely. the very end is a perfect keeping a cough in. Yep. A cough yeah. is worth two in the bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that one works. Right? Uh, it doesn't. Hey. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's let's flip thumbs. Flipping thumbs. Here we go. All right. One, two, three. Okay, that one's not going to make it. And oh, okay. One more. All right. Here we go. Third poem. Um, and would anybody like to read this or can I grab it? Go ahead. Get to it. That's all yours. So this, is, this is the third poem by Vasiliki, and the title is called Weighted. Weighted. I was just trying to hyper-pronounce that, weighted. It's W-A-I-T-E-D, right? Weighted. He waited with me as the house next door emptied of its guests, then its owners, fairy tale turned animal farm, minted with ash and wishes. You were my kitchen elf, my second thought, my echo's echo, cocked ear, cracked oasis, your absorbent embered orbs that morning of the supermoon setting behind the barn you were quiet then quieter still white fog settling into the hollows and a thin coat of frost everywhere and this the simplest death you trained me well um i listen for your listening right sounds on this one are just gorgeous Wow. Thank you for that reading. I, I actually got arm hairs there, Mayor. Great. Wow. 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 Really beautiful. Yeah. Why does this work so well? What's going on here? Why does that do that thing that it just did to all of us? Because it because it's so focused on the you. Wow. 
Mm. It's so focused on that addressee that every, no matter what you're working through, it's all Mm. establishing the power of that relationship and the attitude of the speaker towards them. And so that kind of um, accumulation of love puts everything into place. All of the beads are on Mm. the exact same necklace and you can like see the whole constellation, even if each piece has a kind of, um, difficulty or opacity or translucency, um, everything comes together so perfectly. Wow. Yeah. I love you. Train me well. Um, I listen for your listening. Oh, yep. What an ending. What an ending. Yeah. But even, and earlier too, minted with ash and wishes, you were my kitchen elf, my second thought. Like, <laughs> holy shit, it's so fun to read, yeah. you know? Gorgeous. Yeah. And, and you can see how well all of the, like, techniques from the earlier poems are just kind of, like, on point here. Yeah. And they just reach this kind of, like, um, I don't know, duende or mm-hmm. flow. Mm-hmm. Right, the, my echoes yeah. echo, cocked ear, cracked oasis, your absorbent embered orbs. Like all of oh. those sound play and all of that repetition just kind of like nests so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Arm hairs, arm hairs. Yeah. Uh, do, do we want to talk about things like what is the simplest death? Or what's the fairy tale turned to animal farm? Or we're just gonna listen to this one. No, I think we should talk about those things. Okay. All right, you start. Jujitsu. <laughs> 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 about a cat. <laughs> what did he, say? he thinks M is a cat. M is a cat. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Although it could be, I mean, I don't know. It works as a cat. I just, I had assumed like a parent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, had, I had assumed, wow. um, you know, the, the the sort of that sort that sense that you have later of um, what it was like for your parents to see you, even um, though when you're a child, that sense is not is is often one of surveillance or one of needing to impress or of needing to like kind of do all these things. And then later you have this sense of like what you didn't see is the kind of background noise of support and labor. And like, I mean, that's what I listen for your listening felt like to me, like that kind of like mm-hmm. understanding of how one was heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm. And also like, I mean, and the the way, you know, because there are all these, it's so much about um, someone who does, um, my kitchen elf, my fairy tale termed farm animal, this this kind of idea of this sort of being that takes care in ways that are unobtrusive. Uh Echoes echo, cracked oasis. Um, And then the morning of the supermoon, setting behind the barn, you were quiet, then quieter still. I mean, I think that's actually about someone dying of old age, right? White fog settling into the hollows and a thin coat of frost everywhere and this the simplest death. I mean, I think that the the simplicity of death is when the body just um, stops, which is, is, you know- Goes to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not, I mean, if you, if you've ever seen that happen, it's, 
it's quite distinct from sleep. I mean, there's no doubt that a dead body is dead. Um, although I guess the 18th century would disagree. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you see that happen, <laughs> it's just, yeah, um, it's, it's so clear. And then, it, 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 but it's so gentle and it's so, um, it's so different than what, I mean, we, you know, our, our technologies of death are so medicalized and hospitalized and I mean, I'm not going to get woo woo and talk about death doulas and stuff, but um, yeah, I, I thought like the, it, it felt to me like someone who had been a support and a kind of unobtrusive um, facilitator who then in mm. departure leaves behind that modeled skill. Right. And of course, M is the first word for mom, too. Mm. I mean, if, if it is a parent, maybe. Mm. Also, the first letter of my cat, Moose, <laughs> <laughs> who I can't help but picture as my kitchen elf with his embered orbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am going to disagree that it's a parent, but it doesn't matter. And Jake wants to read it that way. That's fine. And even actually, Sam, the fact that it's M, that's mm-hmm. what we do with a name that we don't want to say the whole name, right? You wouldn't Mr. say M for Mrs. mom or mother, right? It, you would say M for Michael. In all those or... like, 19th century uh, detective fiction where they put M, dad, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I think I think the fact that it could be a cat or it could be a parent um, would usually be a disaster for a poem. Like usually, like if you're not sure if it was a cat or your mother, that's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, whereas in this poem, I think it works really well. It can also be a life partner. Yeah. Partner too. Yeah, that was my first thought. And yeah. then Joe said cat and I couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> but then you read through it as a parent and it's just as nice. And yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, we can't break this poem, I think, no matter what we do. Yeah. This is a sturdy poem. It holds up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like a, an invitation to get our thumbs flipping. Holster, right. holster your thumbs. Or no, the opposite. Get them ready to go. <laughs> okay, unholster your thumbs. Unholster your thumbs. <laughs> can, can you can you play Hi. us like some like uh what is that? It's not. What's the? <laughs> <laughs> can we like? Can we start using that as our? We don't. We need it. You just do that. Just, just <laughs> it. But I can't whistle. <laughs> Oh, my sweet Lord. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Okay. All right. We're flipping. We're flipping in the studio. One, two, three, flip. And you flipped out there in remote land, and the answers come back, and it is unanimous. We're flipping. Woo-hoo! Thanks. Yeah. Thank so much. I'm so thrilled to see these posts oh, in the magazine. Wonderful. This yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, Vasiliki, thank you so much for sending us this work. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Really cool. Hey, Is guys. Anything you want to share? 
Oh, you did, Mary. I just cut you off as you said it. No, I was just going to say how much I love you all. That's that's all I was going to say. And I really love doing this. It's super fun to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope uh, the slushies are finding it fun as well. And I ask you to please uh, write in and tell us how you think we're doing, what we could do, what we should do, how much you love us. Rate and review us on iTunes. Rate and review us on iTunes. All right. That's good. Because I was going to just make a joke about like that we listen for your listening. <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh, that's great. It's so true. Uh, there's that. <laughs> Let a writer and ask her if we can use it as a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. All right. I, are we wrapping up then? I think we're wrapping up. Okay. So. Follow us on all the social platforms and uh, keep reading. Woohoo! Okay. Good night, Mary Magdalene. Good night, Joseph. Good night, Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> that was great.